Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare Podcast number 12. My name is Phil and I'll be your host again tonight. It is January 25th, 2012 and I've got a few of our guys here again tonight. Darren, you want to kick off shoutouts? Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to my wife and kids and uh, all my buddies in World of Tanks, including uh, Angels of Death and Tin Can Heroes. All right, Brandon, who you got tonight? Uh, hello, I'm Brandon, and I want to give my shout-out to Seth, mainly because of the great new site we have. Ooh, details to come. And we also have Greg tonight. Again, oh, welcome back, Greg. Glad you're here, bud. Absolutely good to be here. No shout-outs. People suck. Suck! <laughs> he hates the world tonight. And I would like to give a shout-out to my EVE group, my Fatal Omen members, uh, for any who are listening. Keep up the good work. Good shit. All right, hey, I, I, I would like to say hi to our guys in the uh, audience. That's uh, Evernai, Meet, Nathiel, and Seth, our wonderful web designer. Yes, yes, Seth, a.k.a. Adam. Confusing? It should be. All right. So some cool stuff tonight. Um, just to let you guys know, uh, we have a new site and it's live tonight. Uh, we hope you guys like it. We're loving it. Uh, you know, we're going to be utilizing it to its fullest. And Adam, again, I'd like to thank you personally. And I know you're listening. Um, you've done some amazing stuff and it's really cool to be working with you. And uh, he'll be getting iTunes and a few other options up and running uh, tonight. So check it out. Give us your feedback. Register get involved um so just a reminder again to all units uh, that you can connect on uh, rts3 and we can set you up so you know uh go and do that for those who are interested in a little discussion topic about our, our name we were choosing for our group we have narrowed it down to three choices and uh we'll be voting and and conspiring you know against uh you know each other to see which one will come out on top and uh, again, uh, with the new site, we are going live with the contest results. Um, we only have what, four entries for the story now, uh, and we had one for the art. Uh, we were actually expecting a little bit more, and we've learned a few things. So our next uh, story contest won't be as, what would be the word, uh, constrictive, I guess. Uh, so we'll move away from like AAR and maybe just sort of a story and see uh, where we can go. But um we only had one art uh entry which by the way is freaking awesome did you guys did you guys check that out mm -hmm. i love it i mean some love to the to the uh you know Shadowhawk. So... i still don't know why my stick figure mech didn't make it into the contest but whatever all right dude i don't judge <laughs> so yeah uh beautiful work i was actually quite surprised of the, the the quality i mean to be honest i wasn't expecting something like that from you know and boom and the guy said he probably could have done even more he would have liked to polish it up so uh our next contest will a little give you guys a little bit more uh leeway and uh, and hopefully we get more people involved so anyways let's move on um MechWare online obviously every you know third wednesday we get something special so we're going to move into that in a second. So just again, um, I had a question for you guys. Uh, and this is this got brought up by a few things. I saw the forums and, you know, maybe some inside source. But what kind of what kind of communication do you guys utilize uh, with games? I mean, you know, we're using TS3 at the moment. I've used 
some sort of voice communication since I started playing online. I mean, um, Greg, what do you guys use for your Mercenary Corp? I mean, do you use IM chats, TS, Vent? I mean... Uh, we're, we're big fans of Vent, and we also use Jabber. Okay, can, can you... What, what's Jabber, for those who may not know? Okay, um, Jabber is... It's sort of like a gaming instant messenger, like, I guess, X-Fire or Steam. But instead of having to add all of your guildmates or corpmates or whatever your particular terminology is, it comes preloaded, and it authenticates based on the API of EVE. Um, so if someone joins, they can register. Whatever they log in, it automatically shows up to everyone else in the Alliance. And when we kick them out of the Alliance, within 24 hours, they are removed from the server. So it's very useful. You can also send out broadcasts. Um, which are sort of like mass instant messages. And yeah. obviously this is prone to abuse in bigger groups, so you sort of have to police it a little bit. But it's really good to give to your commanders and leaders so they can organize things. If there's some emergency going on or someone really wants to, to get a, a game going or a fleet going, in Eve's case, you just sort of send that out and maybe people that are sitting on their computer Maybe they're playing a casual game, maybe they're watching a movie, they're not really playing whatever game that you play at the moment, but there's no reason they couldn't. They see this, they can then log in because they know that something's going on. So that's a very useful tool. And I think this topic is sort of, you know, it's one of those things that I don't think it's like a, a highlight, but it's something to bring, you know, people's awareness to that no game that I've played um, I mean, yeah, there's some games that have in-game voice, uh, you know, uh, that are good quality. But really, I what? always, well, even Eve, actually, in-game Eve voice actually isn't too bad. I, I mean, I've, well, I've used it before. Okay, but, but you're saying it's not too bad. Well, you never use it because uh, you always use TS3. It's just better. It's you better. can see people. You, I mean, they're right there. You see their names. Um, it's just one of those things that. I've used for so long that going to anything else is just sort of... Uh, I use both TS3 and Vent right now, um, both for you know different purposes, different games, units, or whatever. And um, the thing that's great about those is this is so much built-in functionality. You can do so much with it. What I've seen with the in-game is that they're just super limited. Usually the voice quality is lower. Um, you know, every, even the most recent games that have come out with in-game voice i just it's always subpar and it's disappointing but uh one thing i have heard um getting used a lot more recently is mumble i haven't mm -hmm. used it myself but uh i'm seeing more and more clans and units uh start using that yeah large alliances and eve actually utilize that because it's sort of like a ts3 you can set up well one mumble can handle like hundreds of people on you know one like load server or whatever and then not to mention they have like uh voiceover where like if you're the leader commander calling shots anytime you talk it mutes everyone else which is really helpful when you're talking about possibly hundreds if not thousands of people being in of course you know chaos. we have that function in ts3 as well yeah i was exactly. gonna say that's that's a common feature of TeamSpeak 3 i i know that goon swarm which is the largest alliance in eve uses mumble but I don't know what the defining features of it are compared to TS3. I think it's numbers. I think it's just a matter of uh, yeah. mumble handles hundreds yeah. of people a lot easier. You also uh, get from, an overlay 
as well on your screen. So when someone's talking, they show up in your uh, corner, even if you're in game. And I think that, the, that's the biggest thing. That's available as well. The, the the thing about this too is if, even if you're talking about just a typing or voice or anything, in-game built-in ones. Uh, <laughs> sort of use the the. The stories from like Xbox when you're playing Halo or like whatever you got the kid or the troll and oh my god you know you're killing me you know just it's really a play by play of everything that's happening to them that's one of my biggest pet peeves of uh, people using voice chat hey guys I'm going to let up I'm gonna charge come on guys where are I'm you turning left. I'm turning right I'm looking down <laughs> it's like uh, you just uh, I usually I, I never even with like BF3 and stuff I have all that turned off so I don't have to go through it but so yeah let's get your feedback guys out there what what would you guys like to see a little bit different because in-game stuff like that usually doesn't really get utilized very well just because it's ah i mean not saying there's no effort put into it but we're we're hoping (laughs) our listener base will give us our next uh chat comms whatever all right guys next we've got today okay first off I'm going to throw this out there. <laughs> I had asked in someone's thread, you know, what would you like to see this Wednesday? I asked for a Centurion, and so, I would like to think they gave it. Yeah, yes, I'll bow down just, and just thank me. PK here just, for... <laughs> it's... it's Oh, sex. I, I know I've mentioned say, that a few times, but... When I woke up, and, and you... Because uh, Philip had uh, texted me this morning, you know, saying, New Mech, and... I was not thinking Centurion. I don't know what I was thinking it would be, but I did not think Centurion. When I first saw, when I logged in and it said Centurion, my heart dropped. I'm like, oh, God, another friggin' ugly mech. But I, because I have personally never liked the Centurion. No no version that's ever been done have I liked. This is the most awesome Centurion I have ever seen. Beautiful. Anybody else would like to comment before I go into my tirade? I don't know. I just think it's uh, the overhaul is pretty much perfect. It looks like it should be on Solaris going against something like a dragon. It looks badass, and it looks definitely like it's a warrior of some sort. I think that's a a very nice upgrade from the original. The original looked good. I, I certainly wasn't anti. This one looks menacing. Much like the catapult, we took a relatively standard conventional design that we'd all sort of gotten used to as part of the universe and turned it into an aggressive looking monster. And doesn't it's almost demonic. Yeah, and doesn't the, the, the face look like a centurion helmet and everything? I mean, he just did such a beautiful job of making it look uh, functional and just menacing. And how about the arm? Mm-hmm. Anyone else notice the uh, large armor plate now covering the arm? It looks like something you would actually hit somebody with. It looks like a centurion. <laughs> it, it, okay. First Your off, turn. I, I, yeah, I, I love a few, all, everything about it. I love FD and what he does, again, with the, the mechanical aspect. And, and I was talking about this in a few threads on the forums and art. People are posting like models and stuff. And it's one of the things that I really enjoy, but it's really, really difficult. And what he's capturing is all in socket joints in the hips there's rotation and, and, and movement in the ankles and you can see that and it's all built around to where you can see there would be movement there wouldn't be like 
clipping, there's functionality. And then he took those aspects, that, that Roman, you know, head, you know, sort of shit, you know, thing going on. And it's the first thing that pops into my mind when I see this is, can you imagine it's a dark map or whatever? You come around a corner and this <laughs> thing just whips around, dude, and you're yeah. just like, shit. <laughs> That's the the look. I mean, the AC, it looks like an AC. It looks like something that if someone pointed it to you, you'd be like, oh, you know. Here crap. comes the pain. Yeah. Son of a whore. <laughs> you know, if it gets up in your face, he slammed that shield into you. He's using it while he's rushing. I mean, who cares if the arm gets blown off? He's just, you know. I love it. Uh, absolutely just amazing. Um, it'll be awesome to see in game. And I'm really interested, in, and I don't know why I didn't think about this previously, but with the animations, I'm wondering if we're finally going to see arm animations. Now, what I mean by this is if you take the Centurion, he may not have weapons in his left arm. Uh, and maybe you're not able to put any weapons on the left arm or something. I don't know. But the swinging motion, you know, we've never seen in, in any games mechs with arms that, you know, bipedal in nature or whatever, that actually swing them for momentum, uh, whether, you know, they're using them or not. I would love to see that and just add so much. I mean, you can almost imagine that right arm is up, you know, scanning and, you know, that left arm is pumping back and forth with the legs, you know, just sort of keeping the momentum and, and force going. But um, simply, I, I, to be honest, I was... I wanted Centurion, and like I said, I'd like to think they did it for me. But yeah, yeah, whatever. But I, I wasn't expecting an actual Centurion. I, I, I didn't know what to expect. You know. Yeah, that was a nice surprise. Remember so, when? Uh, remember back in that uh, Hunchback picture in the bottom left corner on one of the monitors? This is exactly what was there. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think you're yeah. right. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, our buddy Mr. Boo in the studio audience here says it has no turnable head. Uh, does that? Uh, that's fine. Most a lot of mechs don't, right? Well, there's no like right now. There's no functionality. I don't think we would see that sort of sense of realism per se of like a you know a mech scanning left and right. I mean, really, it's all cosmetic aesthetic. I mean, all mechs if their cockpits are locked in their torso anyway sort of like the atlas is sort of now it's got a little bit but wherever you turn the torso is where you're going to be looking anyway and that's pretty much how the only difference would be if the head was up higher and those sort of side window slits you'd be able to get a little bit better view but even then i mean i I'd, yeah i have no uh, issues with it i think it's perfect yeah and if you notice too the left uh, arm it has a shield plate helping cover the mm -hmm. side of the cockpit i mean little details like that you know just how about that that clenching hand you know like almost looks like a bird claw like i mean the hand could do damage in your face <laughs> hell yeah god it's so sexy i mean All right. to, no, no, to, to like put it in in words like i always thought of the centurion along with the enforcer as kind of like line mechs stuff that you mass produce you give it to the guys that, you know, they, maybe they just come out of the academy or something. They're not really light mech pilots, but they're not really ready for heavies yet. And you just stick them in that, and it's a real solid brawler. Good armor, good damage. Not too fast, but doesn't really have to be. And you can just stick them on the line, and they do what they do. This thing looks like something I would give an ace. Mm -hmm. And just tell them to go out there and rip people to shreds with it. That's a good description. I agree with that. Give them to you the know, aces. 
We may die fighting, guys, but we're going to look damn good while we're doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. I you mean, know. it's a minor thing, but I mean, it's it's the premise of skins in League of Legends and certain uh, reskinning of EVE ships, you know? it's You have to look at this thing while it's in your hangar, or if you're in third-person view, which I don't think they're going to be doing, but, you know, while you're walking around with it, it better look good, you know? And this is your your representation in the game world. You want it to be awesome. And I think we attribute all this to FD's just, I mean, dude, you're amazing. I know, I know he's, he said he's listen, he listens to the podcast. He said he's usually working out. And so he's listening to us while he's getting hot and sweaty. Uh, I mean, that's cool. Oh my. Yeah. Just saying. I mean, <laughs> that's all right. All right. Hey, let's As move we get on. Hot and sweaty looking at his work. You, you know, I mean, fat, 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 you know, so, all right. We've got some tidbits of information that brandon has picked out and uh, i'm sure if you're listening to this you probably already knew but news of a beta within 60 days uh and they did say the beta will be public alpha is all internal now the one thing i have about this is uh this is sort of all around the, and this ties into some other stuff but it sort of centers around their release of more info to the public through um gdc and uh, that'll actually be the next topic we cover. So first off... Um, well, first know, off, the... do we count as internal? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, it'd be awesome. Uh, what about a... See, and that's a lot of companies do a beta, but it'll be a closed-knit beta. Um, you know, like they've got public beta and then they've got closed beta. I'm wondering if they are going to do that but not make it public, you know, as far as like, hey, we're doing it, sending your app patients or whatever. But a lot of people are like, ooh, I just want to play display. But just like we've said previously, like even with MWL being an alpha tester, it's a lot of work, a lot of time. I mean, and you have to be willing to, you know, yes, you get the privilege of playing the game, but you also have to fork back out as much effort and give back and feedback. Um, so, wait a second. I have a question. Somebody pointed out in the studio audience, reading the sentence. Is this news of beta being released in sixty days, or like, are we going to hear news in sixty days, or is beta going to be out in sixty days? We simply just don't know yet. Uh, it could be news of when a, a beta will be, or it could be the beta itself. That part never really got cleared up. I'm thinking it's just probably going to be news about the beta, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Because if you think this is this is going to be in March news of beta within 60 days the march time frame i think what we'll see is if the game's coming out in the june time frame possible possible uh, you know sort of i mean that's what we've sort of narrowed it down to um bf3 had their public beta um, of less than a month um, a month right before release so you're looking at the may june you know may june time frame for a public beta and that's for the basic company to get a whole lot of network data collected, you know, information, any last minute tweaks and fixes. Like our so, mechs running around and their necks turning into really long, you know, like in BF3. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of glitches we saw, but also that was a eight month old release and which it was sort of a backfire for them per se because they let people play an eight, eight month old um, you know, game, and so people thought that's what was going to come out when they release. And I can't imagine, you know. So, uh, anyways, news coming within sixty days. So stay tuned. We'll cover it as soon as we, you know, we can. We'll let you know. 
Um, and something Brandon noticed, or, or Brandon, did you notice this, or was it someone else who pointed you to it? It was uh, Evernai that found this and sent it to me. Okay, and, and what in particular was interesting about this old post? Uh, yeah, this is from a old, old, old post back in November of last year. And it was the post about them actually going with the CryEngine 3 MechWarrior on for MechWarrior Online. Um, there is something in the first paragraph which I believe everyone, everyone overlooked. And that is the sentence, Command your mech and customize it to suit your battlefield role. Upgrade systems, replace armor, and tweak, replace weapons, and tweak armor with endless options. How did we miss that? I didn't miss that. What? what? So we've I known that we, we could replace be weapons? Well, no, that was. No, this, this is an old posted, post. Yeah, dude, this is like. November. Uh, this is from November 17th, 2000. Yeah, it was they... on the, um, the, which the sidebar today when I went to go check for the update. Yeah, it's because someone pointed it out, uh, and Evernight, that uh -huh. was actually, yeah, and he's listening. Um, so, I mean, this know, is complete customization here. Well, it says replace weapons, so, you know, again, we don't really know the specifics on the details of, on that, but definitely something we, we missed, and, you know. It sounds uh, like a mech lab to me. Mm-hmm. Me too. Like the traditional kind. Well, right. you know, I mean, Just, that's, that's, what, that's what that's what it evoked in my mind the way they phrased it. I'm really hoping there's different versions of weapons. Give me a, me too, man. Give, give me an EXO, whatever star medium laser, and, and different this and different that. <laughs> That'd be so cool. You know, um, so. All right, let's move on to some interesting forum posts by the staff. And uh, Brandon, of course, stalks these guys. Creepy. Yes, just a little bit. And the first one is uh, we've got Russ Bullock, and he says, Screenshots and the like will start to flow after GDC. And GDC this year is March 5th through the 9th in the U.S. and August 13th through the 15th in the U.K. Where is it in the U.S.? They're usually uh, over... Las Vegas, California area, aren't they? I think it changes. Give me a second here. Go find so out. So are we going to be there in our uniforms or what? No. Uh, it is in San Francisco. Ooh, ooh. Come on, guys. Dude. You going to come visit me? Oh, Phil will definitely be there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, now the, this was actually sort of a, an interesting post by him because a lot of people were like, you know, when are we going to get screenshots? I mean, let's see an in-game shot. And of course, these guys, you know, they're under NDA disclosure. And I have a feeling as soon as that goes live, well, one, we're going to see in-game footage. We're going to see actual gameplay, a video. I mean, all these uh, GDCs, I mean, E3 and all of them, it's they'll have real-life footage, uh, you know. Seriously, you need, to, you need to think about coming out and visiting me. You're going to pay for I'll it? I'll get us a place to stay, yes. All right. No, I'm dead serious. Oh my! Right. I like hey. where this is going. Hey, I'm just saying. We've already discussed. Cue the, the porn music. You know, yeah. All right. Um. So very, very cool. Uh, I'm interested. I mean, what? That's um, a, a little over a month and a half away. Month and a half, 
and you guys are going to get EP videos and all that, and it would be great because we're going to be excited too. But it's just going to be torturous, right? Because they're going to they're going to show us all these cool stuff, then they're going to say, "Oh, beta's coming at you know X amount of time," and you guys will just have to wait. <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, "Are you serious?" Um, the next one we've got uh, Paul. Not even going to try to pronounce your name, Paul. I appreciate your, uh, your confidence. It. On, and he posted on Facebook, by the way, about my lack of pronunciation of names. So whatever, dude. <laughs> All right. So we got, he says, uh, only thing you guys should be concerned about is saving every Seabell you can get for repairs. Now, that may seem like a, a sentence that, meh, you know, repairs. But, I, you know, we've talked about this in length about how they're going to do their game model and how they're going to do balancing. And, I mean, right there, that just sort of tells me that, you know, there is going to be a consequence for your actions. And one of those consequences is you're going to be paying at your ass, you know, as far as sea bills. I mean, that's, that's sort of what I took out of this. I don't know. You guys? That's the way I saw it. And I saw it as something, well, basically confirming because... Up until this point, we never really found out if repairs is going to be part of the game or if it's going to be as we were always speculating, one way or the other, or anything like this. This I find, unless he's just trolling us like he's been doing the forms pretty much for the past week, um, this really does say that, hey, repairs are actually in the game. You're going to have to pay for uh, getting your mech fixed. And talking about trolls, let's move on to the next one. Paul, eat. That dude is evil. All right, let me let me tell you what this guy's been doing. <laughs> he created a thread saying like, "Get your beta keys now," <laughs> or like something like that. And he'd do a spoiler. As soon as you click show it, it's like a picture of a gold key with the words "beta" on it. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, you can imagine some of these guys are like, "What the hell?" Uh, so you know, touche. I would say touche, my friend, touche. Um, so you know, the the thing I like about all that is the devs are interacting very very closely with the community and you know it's it's much appreciated and and they're being you know good sports about it and i mean the amount of heat this community is throwing at them in the past ever and even currently you know some people um you know they, they got thick skin and they're being good sports about it so again we you know praise what you guys do and can't wait to you know blow you up because one thing i don't know if you guys are aware of devs usually stink at the games just saying that's a challenge just saying all right so let's move on to forum questions we got quite a bit to talk about some of them are going to be quick some are going to be a little bit in depth and we've got redburn and redburn's question was command skill on pilot tree and then he basically asked how do we see these playing out as in how is this going to be over with merc units if the real world commander does not have the skills needed to match with the virtual ones um what do you guys think on that well with the way i see this basically he's asking how a person sitting here say i'm talking to you if i have the commander skills basically how does me sitting here being able to communicate with you is it up to the same power as those commander skills in the game um if you're talking merc units i'm thinking your commanders are going to be picked by the people playing with you so I don't think it'll be that big of a problem. The problem might come more with the pubs and the random uh, lone wolves. 
I, I, I don't know of any video game where training up the skill in the game gives me better skills in real life. But that would be really nice. Whatever, game. dude. <laughs> I'm a better internet spaceship pilot because of the skills I train. I'm just thinking the skill I mean, is going to be more I information. Just, let me just frame it like this. Every, practically every pilot on EVE has leadership 5, like the max rank, because it's a standard skill to get. Just because you have leadership skills doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate. Although, from the sound of it, uh, the way information warfare and the battle grid is going to play out, I think people that do have good command skills in real life and know how to play and know how to direct people invest the... I guess skill training time or points or whatever system they're going to go with, so that you have those tools too. Um, now you and that's not what they are. Them, but it sounds like they're going to be cool. Yeah, and that's what they are. They're tools. I I think with anything in in this as far as command and skill and pilot trees to help um, you on the battlefield, they're just tools. I mean, they even you know they even said if you've got a very very tight knit group of lance. And you don't have to, you know, you're using TS3, uh, you're very well coordinated people, you know, your group's situational awareness is, you know, really, really high. You don't need radar, so maybe you're rolling passive and what. I think anything you throw on top of that is just tools for said mech warriors. I mean, you know, do, do we want this or do we need it? Well, hey, it's better to have it than not, you know, um, and... I think that's how it's going to play out. I think that you're going to have leaders step up and be really, really good. And when they unlock these certain things, it just it makes them that much more capable of leading. You know, and, and typically helps. when you're selecting leadership skills or modules or anything like that, it means you're lacking in some other area, armor, so you know, defensive, offensive, whatever. So I think most likely it's going to be people that are actually leading that are going to go in that direction otherwise it's you know most people are going to want uh better weaponry better defenses yeah so hopefully we answered uh, your question pretty well there redburn uh, it'll be interesting to see how how important those are i mean really we don't know until the game comes out and we can get that it uh, you know direct feedback and data because it may be one of those that you sort of want some of these modules on your mech and if you don't have them you're at a severe disadvantage compared to the rest i mean um you know so we'll find out uh, shortly so we're going to move on to the next uh forum post and it's iron child and um he says what version of damage calculation would you like to see based off previous mechware games now this is an interesting topic and we could go really really in depth especially if someone who knew knows a lot about game engines and physics hitboxes etc well, yeah, not to mention that, but because of how engines are designed nowadays, they have real-world physics built into them. I mean, like ballistic rounds, uh, you know, bouncing angle of armor. I mean, you name it, penetration amounts. I mean, air speed. Uh, I mean, all that can be designed into a game, obviously, depending on how in-depth they go. Um, I, you know, to be honest, you know... I, playing the earlier versions of the games and growing up I've, I've always wanted a more realistic real world you know like if if someone actually shot a round and it hit the joint or something that you'd actually take damage there and whatnot i don't know if we'll see all that but i think it's a definite possibility because you look at i mean world of tanks simple you know to a point they've got a very very complex hip hitbox system and 
I don't see why why CryEngine 3 can't deliver on that. I mean, what do you guys think? I don't think that uh, there is a previous version that I want it to be based off of. I want them to reinvent it with everything that you just mentioned. You know, like, uh, and I do think World of Tanks is a good example. They just kind of redid all their armor too, so it's even more realistic. Um, to where every little, you know, physics matter and angle of the fire determine and, and penetration, you know, you get shots at bounce and um, throw in different weapon types, missiles, lasers, etc. I would like to see just more realism and really see something we haven't seen before. I think we can even... Oh, go ahead, Greg. I don't want to... I don't want it to get... Uh mired in realism too much i agree with you in principle that you know more realism is better if i get if you get shot in the joint you know have that arm like give you trouble I and mean, that's that's cool stuff but i don't want them to spend so much developer resources that like when you fire a gauze rifle slug you can like construct some sort of complicated geometric shot to have it bounce off three or four places to like <laughs> nudge someone in the arm or something I mean, there, there's there's limits to it, right? It's it still has to be a fun game, and as far as coming out for launch, I would rather have a fun, dynamic BattleTech game than a perfectly realistic giant robot fighting game. Well, I mean, you look at uh, you know, I agree. I, I don't think you should just sort of go too complex, whatever. But I mean, look at. It would be really nice if you hit someone's lower arm, say you just got a shot on them or whatever, that it did enough damage to that section that it actually got blown off. And that's one thing we haven't really seen I mean, to a point. MWL actually does this really well. You can shoot the ears off of a Timberwolf, you can blow off an arm and it falls down. But if you get really in depth and look at, if you look at a battle mech, you know, if I was to shoot that lower arm, that shouldn't have any effect on the upper arm as far as the damage, you know, and I think that would be really cool seeing the different segments. Um, that's something we haven't seen, I guess, you know, I mean, if you look at the tabletop, it breaks down the torso differently. I mean, you literally have upper and lower torso and then that's split into the, the segments, uh, you know, and, you know, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, mm, yeah no, check, no, 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 check it out guarantee you pull it up right now google it and look at the spreadsheet because and, and darren you can back i have them all on my my hard drive presently I, I don't really need to do that no i can tell you there's left torso right torso center torso that's not really what you're describing one second i will uh help you out here to refresh your memory <laughs> um someone's about so, to get told yeah, one Someone. of the things, if you pull up, and, and uh, I'm doing this live, by the way, I just Googled it. Go ahead and pull up this uh, this uh, piece right here. Live actually, nerd fight. Do, yes, it's it's going down. Hold on, so everybody actually. knows we're, we're pulling up, you know, an old, uh, a, a typical Battletech uh, robot yeah. character sheet or whatever. Shows all the armor points. Show me where there is upper and lower torso. Hold on, again. hold on. <laughs> Getting the one with the actual information on it. Boy, I haven't filled one of these out in a long time. Because we pulled right. this up, um, 
And I do, I do agree with Greg in that I don't want, you know, as much as I would love all this detail in the weaponry and so forth, I don't want anything that's going to be detrimental to the gameplay overall or the balance or anything like that. But I do think just because based on games that are out now, like World of Tanks, that they can do something that's beyond what's been done in the previous incarnations. That was my attempt at filling really cool. dead space while uh, you guys do this little... Now, I haven't played World of Tanks, and I've, I've played Crisis, but only a little bit. Um, so I'm, I'm probably not as versed in the in the engine as you guys are. But I would definitely, I definitely know, like theoretically, you can do a lot more these days with the engines that are out there than the last time that I played games in this genre. So I am excited about it. I just, I don't want the the fun factor to get buried too much by the realism. Well, most, yeah, most modern... of the time, realism will add into the fun factor, but I could think of a few instances where it kind of wouldn't. Most modern games with vehicles have hitboxes, so that's, you know, different areas that you shoot will do more or less damage or maybe take out, you know, critical elements of the, the, the vehicle. Um, and then also, like, with World of Tanks, where I think this would, could, you know, also translate to MWO, is basically projectiles. And if you're shooting at a target that is heavily armored or is it at an angle or whatever, then projectiles have a chance to bounce and not penetrate. Lasers would be different, you know, but uh, I think that kind of realism is probably within their grasp without taking away too much from the game or well, anything. Didn't, didn't uh, Living Legends do something like this where if you took hits at certain spots, it could actually reduce your speed and reduce your movement and everything like that? Yeah, mm -hmm. they've, they've got a complicated system, and there's a lot of detail in there. So, if you if you look at this, Greg, real quick, and this is the inside. If you look down at the critical hit table, there's different segments. Now, someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but if you'll notice on each segment, it's You're numbered wrong. one through six. <laughs> uh, that was done so that they didn't they could only play the game with two six-sided die. So if you put them on one hit table it would be impossible for you to roll a one. So that's why they broke it up into two. He is correct. Shenanigans. <laughs> All right. Shazam! All right. So looking at a, a really detailed, something like that, now granted, that's that's tabletop, but going for something that hasn't been done, I, I think would be cool. Move away from just, uh, and, and you guys would probably agree. Uh, what has it been? I shoot the toe and it, it damages his entire leg and I can shoot the toe a million times and then the leg falls off. And, you know, I think it's something... all just about finding the correct balance for gameplay. You know, you don't want it to where if you shoot the finger, you know, it's, you're only damaging the finger if that is detrimental to the gameplay, you know, for whatever reason. So I agree that they should make it as accurate as possible as long as it works and makes it fun and, you know, doesn't mess anybody's game up for whatever reason, playability or otherwise. Now, to sort of go with, uh, Iron, Iron posted a few questions, and we can't cover them all because of just time constraints, but one of the things I, I'd like to sort of take out and sort of evolve from one of his questions is, he asked about, you know, what are hitboxes, and can we explain that a little bit? Uh, you know, maybe there's someone new listening to the podcast. Different areas of the mech, you, ha you know, you basically point your weapons and you shoot, depending on where those actual hitboxes are on the model is what you would affect and that's what we're saying is there's a lot more complex things you can do with those nowadays in today's game engines what do you guys feel about ballistic weapons and actual 
like penetrating shots and and different um you've got different ammunition loads that had different effects even lrms and srms i mean what do you guys feel about you know like a ap rounds and he rounds you know high high damage but not much penetration i mean again i, I you know as much as they can do without taking away from other elements of the game and maybe this is something that can always be developed more if they you know want to go uh high explosive and armor penetrating or whatever but um you know i, I it's it's gonna this is a modern engine i think it's gonna be good it's gonna i'm sure there'll be something in there regarding you know ballistics versus lasers you know it'll it'll affect it differently um so yeah i mean i, I that's basically where i stand on that one realism example that I would love to see, that I don't think has been done, but would be great to do, lasers. Have them not rock your mech, even if you get hit by a large laser or a pulse laser, but maybe actually have them do a little heat up in there, since it is very hot. The the heat transfer sort of like the PPC, you know, hitting you? Well, PPC... I'm, I'm, I might be wrong in the physics of this one, but I, I thought it was like charged particles that hits and it sort of explodes slash melts you. It's supposed to give like elec electric, you know, feedback and like heat transfer, you know, so if you're running hot as is, you know, it'll spike you just a little bit. I mean, yeah, that'd be well, cool. And I would well, also love to see PPCs, they think did this in MechWarrior 3, where if you get hit by one, it scrambles like your cockpit a little bit and your HUD starts to flicker. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah, MWL does that. MWL does. I, I, you know, I know that you have um, some viewpoints on lasers and so forth, uh, Phil. But um, I really like the way MWL did uh, lasers, and you could, you know, you could feel. You felt like it was melting the armor off, just like you uh, read in the novels and so forth. I do. I would. Uh, we're getting off. Right now. We'll, we'll talk about that on. on yeah, something. Uh, we're, we're getting sidetracked here. So. Focus. All right, so we'll move on uh, again. Iron, uh, sorry we couldn't answer all your questions, but you know, hopefully we answered them, uh, you know, enough for you. And um, we've got Dim um, now. Dim, his question is: How do we see the first months months of faction combat going from what we know? Um, <laughs> no, now everyone's going to be attacking everyone. That's what's going to be happening. You're going to have, I mean, why not? Gleeful destruction. It's Especially with great. the uh, one battle changes the planet at the moment. Um, I think you're going to see huge, huge border changes. Something that canon-wise isn't there, which I'm all for. Uh, but you're just going to see borders trading hands back and forth. You know, and I don't think we're going to see the issue. I mean, obviously, you've got Fed Sons. You know, they have, they're going to have more numbers than the Compellents. But then again, the Capellans, I mean, it's like cockroaches, you know, you, you stop one, there's millions other and they're very resourceful. So I, I think what we're going to see is a balancing and they even sort of stated this in how they price, you know, maybe that particular faction gets a lot of their stuff relatively cheap, you know, or certain things to be able to throw back at the enemy. Um, maybe repair, you know, the benefits of being the faction. Now, that won't really affect us per se because we're going to be mercs, so hopefully you'll hire us to go take care of the cockroaches. So, yeah, definitely. Um, the, his next question is, how do we see war declaration being handled? I think this is more geared toward the faction players. 
how two factions will decide if they're going to war with one another or not. Well, they did mention that um, faction players will rank up, and you know, the higher rank you are, the sort of more decisions you get to make per se as what goes on. Um, at least that's what I sort of understood. You'll be able to influence in some ways, maybe not fully you know there'll be one guy but because of the size of the map i mean do you guys i'm imagining i mean the map's gonna be red everywhere on border planets and going back and forth i mean i'm wondering how many times a day a planet can be going back and forth but i have a feeling it's gonna be very very simple at the start and evolve into something a little bit more complicated like series of battles to take a planet and whatnot I mean, that's what I see. Yeah, as ever and I called it, Planet Ping Pong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one thing that I, I, I you know, we, me and Greg hit on about is, and this next question is, how will devs limit what faction players sh- can choose to fight against others as far as other factions? I think one thing they really have to watch out for is alliances being made with certain groups or maybe there's a faction unit that's actually buddies with another you know like teaming up and i mean it's just one of those things that i'd prefer everyone to be shooting each other um that's just me though there's only so much you can do about that though as we talked about i think russians damn russians (laughs) jeez you guys i think that uh at least from the sound of it MechRear Online is going to not have the same sort of sandboxy catch-22 that EVE does. So, EVE, it's it's particularly bad, this issue, because you don't really want to have a cap on player interaction. You don't really want to have instances or things like that. Whereas, MechRear Online, it's all instances. You're doing like 12 versus 12 drops over and over. So there's a very limited amount having like 3,000 players versus 1,000 players could actually do um, if there's no more than 12 players on either side at any one particular time. I'm sure you would have an advantage. You'd probably have fresher players. You'd probably have a larger pool to get talent from. You might have easier repairs, what have you. But in terms of the actual combat stuff, the odds are still 12 versus 12, no matter what. You know, I, I agree. Um, hopefully, there will be in-game functionality to where we don't really have problems like that. But yeah, I, I don't think it'll be a problem. And even if there is, we'll just be pewing anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So you know, war is good, especially for merc units. Let's move on to John Clavel's uh, uh, question. And actually, John, I believe, is down in our TS3 channel. Let me uh, actually his his unit is. Um, I'll read his uh, question while you look. Um, he said, when are we going to get Paul or any other dev on the show? That's a good question. I think that might be directed at me, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, That is a good question, guys. John, and for the devs listening, not actually, to, to be honest, I, I have been in contact with them to see if, you know, we could get them on or win. And I think that's, you know, basically the the gist of it with my uh, collaboration back with them is I have a feeling after March and the GDC and stuff like that, once 
videos and information is released, they're gonna the, and the NDA will change or you know evolve, and they'll be able to get on here. So I'm sure that they they know that if they came on now, there's no way they would be able to avoid questions from us that they don't want to answer right now. <laughs> yeah, and put them on the spot, and you know, yeah. like, sorry guys, can't answer or that would be hey, like ninety percent of our questions. I can't. Yeah, tell you. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we would have them here. What else would we do with them? We'd try to get as much out of them as we could. At least mm-hmm. I know I would. <laughs> Up against the wall. So, Bright uh, light and everything. It's <laughs> yeah, freaking like Neo style. Like you can't <laughs> talk. Um, so, John, we'll have them on as soon as we can, to be honest. Uh, I would love to have the devs on here, and, and I think it adds a whole other aspect to, to hear someone's voice, pitch, dialect, and just overall just their personality hearing these guys and their enthusiasm about building something we're so so enthusiastic you know astic about it, it it adds a whole nother depth to it and um you know we're, we're 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 trying to get them on here so it'll come so let's move on to uh the next one we've got Sar- cyber uh Carnes. and uh, cyber actually he's a frequent guest on our uh on our TS3, and I actually think he'll be joining us in uh, possible. Oh, actually, no, he joined Clan Wolf, I think. And uh, even though they want to join us, so his question was, "What do we think regarding the tweets our last few days from MechWarrior free to play, and how we should interpret what they mean?" Um, and the post, and I think what he's regarding to is the. Basically, they said we're in pre-alpha now, closing quickly in alpha. Expect announcement, and that we've sort of already touched on that. So, cyber, hopefully, we uh, we we got to your answer as far as the beta and the information that was released. So, if you haven't checked that out, make sure you make sure you at least, if if you're a hardcore fan and following all this, make sure you do check out the MechWarrior free-to-play tweet. I mean, um, at least it'll sort of maybe give you a heads up before others might notice it. So we've got uh, our next question is uh, Cayman. Uh, I think I pronounced that right, didn't I? Or Cayman. Okay, just make sure. Um, <laughs> and he asked, do, do you think we can wait until after GDC to start the beta? And do you think the devs have a specific game date that they went to hit to go live? Um, obviously, the beta information, we just touched on that. I, I think do we're going to have they- to wait. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to. I think there will be a closed beta, and uh, there will be an open before release. And I think that they do have a specific date. Now, that date, I th- my guess, and I'm going to throw it out there, I think it's going to be in June. That That's throwing my money out there. Money? Yeah. Dollars and hoes, dollars and hoes. All right. So we've got... NGNG Square- should be in the closed beta, just saying. What? <laughs> uh, he did it, didn't he? He did it. All we're, right. we're all now officially not in the beta. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Bob. Thanks. <laughs> Douche. Dick. Dick. Wait, did, did our Scottish engineer just unmute himself to call me a douche? Or I don't even it, think no, he's here. I, I think no, that was Greg. That was at you. That was sounding very... like Alex. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was very Alex. I'm a douche. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to do an Alex for such a douche, Mike. oh jeez we're we're gonna have him on next week's show we're gonna do it his his internet's flaky tonight so we're actually having to record this without him or he's here but he's not here something like that so we got squaresphere we've got um and this is actually a pretty 
interesting question. Uh, you know, some thought definitely put it. Not saying the other ones weren't. Some of them weren't, but you know, social media seems to be on the ra- at on the rage at the moment. How do you think MWO could leverage it from an in-game perspective for a better, more fun, immersive universe? Wow, I mean, uh, Brandon, we were talking about this earlier. Didn't you mention a few things? Uh, I think you have me mistaken for someone else, but I do have um, an idea. Maybe have like on their Facebook page or something like that, a kind of dynamic map of the sphere. So even if you're not home or you're in the office and you have access to Facebook, you'd hop on and see which planets are currently under attack or which planets changed hands in like the past hour. I see a lot of people getting no work done every day. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Oh, they'll be at, you know, their offices and just watching the uh, planet ping pong from their desks and you know, personally, uh, I don't really, I mean, I, I guess I understand the draw of the social media thing, but it's all the game to me. I mean, once the game's out, I'm not going to be visiting the Facebook page much. Well, I think what we're going to see is, is news feedback real time. And I hope so. that's going to that's going to go to mobile apps as well. And I think they actually hinted on this on one of the the, the devs hinted towards this. You know, it might be after launch or, you know, they'll let us know. But that would definitely be incorporated in media. So, I mean, you can almost think of this sort of like Eve gate, you know, being able to check your in-game mail communications and what's going on on your phone away from the computer. I mean, what I, I don't quite understand, really cool. though, is his question say, says, uh, how do you think MWO could leverage it from an in-game perspective? So is he wanting social media links in-game? Is that what he's saying? Or social media modules or something where it's interacting in-game? Because personally, I don't. Hmm. I just hope, I, well, I hope they don't go the Eve Gate route, which was the Eve social media experiment that's pretty much an abject failure. Um, it's, well, I would it's, say just being able to check your in-game as, stuff. Well, yeah, check your in-game mail, because that's what EveGate is used for. But in terms of, like, driving an in-game thing with social media, I mean, they tried, like, letting your character have status updates and friend requests and all that stuff that you would do with actual friends out of game. But no one ever uses EveGate for that. They just use it to check mail. Is anybody familiar with Overwolf? No. Um, you'll see if you look down at the, the scrolling news ticker at the bottom of the TS3 thing, it mentions Overwolf. And, and actually, World of Tanks has been dabbling with Overwolf as far as bringing in a social media aspect in-game. Basically, it provide, like a, a button menu pops up in-game, and you can record your tank experience on there, you can message each other, you can do all this other stuff. As far as I can tell, not super successful yet at least but it's something that they're trying to push and that is in game i mean i i think it's you let the players evolve as far as the social aspect and you give them tools to do it and like you know checking in game but i think feeds will be a big thing um i mean you can almost ts3 has a mobile app now uh i'm sure the other ones as well do so i mean People can be on the go and still be talking to their buddies and, and communicating and coordinating and stuff like that. And I think um, Square, maybe maybe give us a little bit more sort of direction on this question and maybe we can dive into it next week a little bit more. But I, 
I love me. I love the social thing about games, and I think the biggest thing I'm looking forward is to hop on here. Hey, Darren, Greg, Brandon, guys, you know what's going on? Oh yeah, we're blowing up shit. You know, hopping here, we'll get going, and just having a good time. I haven't had to have a good time with mechs for a long, long time. You know, minus MWL, and that's what I'm looking forward to as a group, being able to go out there and make a name for ourselves and be like, you know. Pyrus, what what so all right we've got uh, the next question and uh uh this one's uh, i'm not even gonna try to you, you want to do this one now brandon uh that is hell health and x health and x yeah what bomb said <laughs> uh, uh he's he's saying should fd hold original tro artwork uh to be held higher to wait should FD hold original TR artwork? Okay, this sentence isn't making sense to me. <laughs> um, I think what he's trying to get out is should the artwork have a higher importance than making, uh, like, focusing on the TRO art than making a mech look more tank-like? Even the original art makes it look awful. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to... I don't know if he's questioning FD and what he's doing, or if that is sort of worded weird. So I will say this: what FD is doing is a unique thing, and I don't think a lot of people put a whole lot of thinking into the process of what he he does. Guarantee he spends a shit ton of time with each mech in different. I mean, we know he does that, but look at the mechanical aspects. Look at the functionality. Yeah, every time day. we look at a new mech, the keyword that we always use, somebody always mentions it, if not multiple, is functional. That's a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, look at... You can't compare real-life things to a, you know, a fictional universe. But what you can do is be realistic about these. I mean, you look at the old hero art. The old hero sucks, man. I mean, it really does. Now, I know that hurts Darren's feelings deep down inside, and he's going to cry tonight. But a lot of it does suck. How's that and different it's from any other night? It's... <laughs> hold <laughs> hold me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, these guys, I mean, credit to them at the time, but I mean, their 80s art that was just oh, here's a mech, and then you got paper cutouts, and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they're not nice. And even the, the old stuff, you look at a Centurion that he just pumped out, if you put that into a, a, a plaster model, and then you looked at the plaster model based off the TRO art, I guarantee you showed it to a, a 100 people. 100 of them are going to say, oh, dude, I want that, that one right there. That's that's fucking awesome. Hey, I have every TRO. I love it. Yeah, you know, it's it's they're treasures from my past and so forth. But I would treasure a TRO artwork book made, uh, you know, by Flying Debris over all of those. <laughs> Bottom line, they just look better. You know, so I, you know, again, I, I don't think he he's questioning, um, you know, but emphasis. I, I think what he's doing, he should continue to do because uh, it do, we do need a, a overhaul, guys. You know, it, again, if you haven't listened to the earlier podcast, uh, you know, some of our first ones, if what worked in the past worked, it would still be going on. It didn't work. Something had to change. And a total revision 
to where these things look like, wow, you know, those, those are really cool. It, it's got to happen. Oh, I'm going to challenge it there. I don't think the demise of Battletech had anything to do with how the mechs looked. No, no, <laughs> I mean, no, no. The demise of very Mech successful. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about Battletech. Look at Mech Warrior. Yeah, I, it, it was great. I don't think... I mean, how much success do you need? It had like four or five, six games to the franchise that were all relatively well. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. It, everything peaks and valley, and you know, and I think it's just on its rise up again. It needed a little time off. Star Trek well, fran I mean, franchise did the same thing, you know. Well, I mean, look, if you look at the actual Battletech timeline, all FASA just quit at its prime because they wanted to retire a success, and they, no, just they sold the out. IPs. <laughs> they sold out. That's what they did. They <laughs> sold. They sold out to Microsoft. I mean, if anybody has proof to say otherwise, I mean, they got paid to sell the rights. And anyways, hey, we're getting off topic to here. We're getting off topic here. Love anyway. what he does, and I was blown away by the Centurion. I was blown away by the Jenner. I was. I've, I've been blown away by everything he's done, and I don't think. Uh, he'll come out with a mech that I say, wow, I wouldn't want to pilot that. It's going to be a hard choice just to, just by aesthetics. I know, look at look mechs. at all the mechs that are out now. Are there any that you guys wouldn't be happy to jump in the cockpit? <laughs> yeah, I would probably nope. say that, Atlas, just <laughs> I because it. I don't pilot assaults, but that's just me. Yeah. Well, I'd say of the... I, I really like the Atlas redesign. I think it looks... And the old Atlas looked fine, but this one looks a lot more menacing, which I think is sort of in keeping with the way the Atlas should be. I definitely have favorites out of the stuff he put out, but there's nothing that I'd be like, eh, I'll pass on that one. Yeah, you know, one of the things that he does is he makes all of these mechs look like war machines, rather than, say, some goofy droid that's in the backwards of background of a Star Wars movie somewhere, and you kind of laugh at it because it looks so goofy, you know? Like, all, every single one of these, you would be crapping your pants if it came up to you. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So, you hear that, FD? Keep up the good work. Yeah, because we don't say that enough. Shall we move on to uh, Coffee Nail's... Uh... Coffee Nail. Now, Coffee Nail is a unit leader for Clan Ghost Bear. Um, I know they're doing a pretty cool RP thing for MWO, sort of like Wolf Dragoons, and uh, you know, all props to him. Uh, they're really uh, cool guys. He's a really nice guy. And uh, his question is, when the devs answered a question about the clans, they mentioned a button that will allow you to ID the, that target as yours and that you can take him out and gain more points. What are your thoughts on this claim button mm, uh, clan is my first thought I like it I think that's a good way to do it sort of an incentive you think for claners to stick to Zelbringen and, and and a penalty if you don't why not definitely unless I mean... unless it's broke right by the other side well yeah well, I mean, even even if it's not just for clans, it could be useful for in-game, say, if it's a bunch of um, uh, lone wolves and not, like, a group on TeamSpeak or something like that, for them to designate, hey, I'm attacking this guy, or hey, I'm attacking this guy, type of deal. It's calling targets, and, it, you know, to me, it also has, uh, you know, basically focus fire, calling targets. It can work in a lot of ways. Well... I think his question is more towards the clans, and what I mean by this is, mm -hmm. and for those who don't know, 
um, or who don't follow, who haven't followed Battletech uh, to the extent we have. Clans are a unique monster of their own. Um, they're held by a very uh, warrior ethos, um, the epitome of warrior ethos, I would say, honor above all else. Um, and one-on-one -on -one combat was like the, the pinnacle of your, your life. It's, it's one of those things that you... They, they they train from literally like five years old up and, and to hold this and, and the whole thing about the clans was minimizing loss and, and not um, not wasting things so it was a one-on-one -on -one thing you know you, you engaged it it was sort of like a dance almost you know per se and if you that was broken then you know you were able to engage multiple targets at once and so when the clans invaded um, the system of their engagement really didn't get challenged until the IS really realized you, they do do this one on one, and they could lure them into ta you know into. It was a weakness for traps. the uh, inner sphere to use against them. And so, uh, I think it'd be a really cool idea because we did say, how how are they going to do it with the clans? How can you promote um, following strict guidelines? But as soon as two IS mechs or, or whoever shoot on one clan mech it's on like donkey kong and you better be prepared so um, i think that would be a cool option and i think it'll play for them and get played against them so, and we'll, we'll see who really holds to it and i you know I'll, I'll give coffee i've talked to him a few times you know it'll be interesting if these groups do do it and and hold to it so i definitely think you're gonna have rp groups that absolutely will stick to it I think I'd love to see it. I mean, we've never. I mean, even with those like MechWarrior Two videos of you know the 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 wolf and the falcon and you know we are the children of Kerensky and blah blah blah. You know all those. Imagine actually groups doing that sort of thing, that role playing aspect that we've never seen uh, before. And videos, you know, player created videos, which brings me to a point: being able to do those, turning off HUD and whatever, and creating your own sort of uh, cinematics. I think that would be really cool. I'll go even one step further. I will say that because I assume that the clans will not be in for initial release because they haven't really been talking about them that much. But when the clans do come out, I would start such an RP group that will actually hold to the clan Zelbriggan rules and attract all that share and that mindset and bring <laughs> glory to Kerensky's name. All right, hold on. Are you, hold on. Yeah. Are you Warden or are you Crusader? Mm. Ah... I'm a bit of a crusader. <laughs> Burn them all. Although, although to be honest with you, I, I really like Clan Ghost Bear, so... When they Inner Sphere all the way. Crusader to Warden, I was like, oh. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that works. I think it's a really cool idea, and I, I'm sure they've got more stuff. Um, our next forum post is Paul the dev himself <laughs> and this is a very important question and it uh you know we, we really need to think about the answer here and uh you know it's got a lot of implications and um if you guys aren't seated yet you may want to be um but darren you want to read this one yeah and uh spoiler alert here guys so be prepared uh his question is why do women open their mouths when applying eye makeup <laughs> yeah, you know Funny that Paul, story. Huh? <laughs> Funny story. The day he posted it, I actually went to my girlfriend and I asked her this question. And 
she turned wait, around. Wait, 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 You have a girlfriend? Yeah, I know, right? I mean, everyone <laughs> else was surprised. I... Anyway, she turned around, put her hands on her hips, and said, Wizards don't get to explain shit. So there you have it. <laughs> That's as good an answer as any. Wow. Are you I... a wizard? <laughs> I think because it stretches their face more, so it's easier to apply the eye makeup, you know? Like, do it right now. Open your mouth. Uh, I don't know. Paul, <laughs> I say, Paul, why don't you take some pictures or something? You know? You put oh, are you doing it? Yes. Yeah, let, let us know. Give us some in-depth, in you know, personal feedback on that one. <laughs> Moving on. All right, we've got uh, a few more Facebook questions. Uh, we've got Brian. Uh, uh, I screwed this up one last time, didn't I? McMahon? Cause, yeah, because I definitely did it. Mc, Brian McMahon, sorry. <sighs> Um, what he says? What? What? I S. Would you like to see announced? <laughs> I think what? What? Uh, Brandon. Uh, what I S. Mech would you like to see? Um, exception of release date, so you can play it at launch. Um, I mean, you don't have to earn it or whatever. I think timeline-wise, you don't have to wait till a certain date. Oh, oh right, right, right. Like, what just I S. Mech would you gotcha. like? Go, Darren. No, I'm not going yet. I gotta think about Five. this. Four. Yeah, okay, Greg. You guys are horrible at this game. Balls. Bushwhacker. Um, Wait, is, yeah, Bushwhacker. Bushwhacker? Uh, all right. I like that mech. What are you talking about? I'd like to see the Grand Dragon, the uh, variant of the dragon with the PPC. Mm. Or the Cougar. Cougar's a fun little mech. But that's not Interseer. Oh, you're right. That's what, are you, what are you doing? Um, you know, I, I've, I, I got my Centurion, so I'm, I'm happy. Um, so now, if that was to the side, a mech that I'd like to see, and to be honest, is the Caesar. I was actually really surprised to see MechWarrior Tactical Command actually have it on there. Um, sort of blew me away. I mean, never... Yeah, again, yeah I haven't really seen my that. Idea. So, the Caesar won't be out for release, though. That's an XL engine mech. Yeah, that's what the question is, though. Which one's... Oh, like, oh, can we count anything like stuff from the yeah, yeah, yeah. Says, yeah, like, even after, yeah. See, my, the oh. problem I have is that all Killager my favorite then, mechs are old school. I like all the old stuff, so, yeah. How about Killager. this? Double Goss. Uh, to the face. Oh, Fafnir. Atlas 2. Marauder 2. I did it. I broke the game. I did it. Oh, God. If I had to choose between a Marauder and a Caesar, I would go with the Marauder. The Marauder 2? No, just the Marauder. <laughs> I'd also like the Wraith in. There's Say so again? many. How could... Yeah, that's, yeah. Anyway, all seriousness, Thorn. Thorn, there you are. I want my Thorn. I want it now. Can, I, can we just have all? One of everything? <laughs> would that be okay? Um, and I and I, I do think we're going to see a lot of mechs. I think people will be quite surprised. I think we're going to even see more than uh, MechWarrior 2 mercs. So really, I I am gonna I yeah I'm gonna go out on a limb there. And mm. if Paul or the devs fail me, I well, I know where and I know how to find you. So uh, his next question, Brian McMahon's, is if we could check what artillery support we had. Would we rather have a sniper that arrives quickly, a long tom that does a ton of damage that is slower, or maybe the middle, a thumper? Totally situational. If you, if you had to choose one, well, are you one of those that you want the, the big bang? or? If you have you know. to choose one and you don't know what your situation is going to be, then I'd probably choose something that's in the middle. 
I'm gonna but say. Think... Go ahead. I'm gonna say go big or go home. Yeah, I'm gonna fill on this one. Long times. <laughs> bring the rain, baby. Bring the rain. And if you're gonna use artillery on something, I'd expect that when I hit it, it's not there anymore. <laughs> Otherwise, why would I have it? That's pretty much how uh, the long tom works in MWL. Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm just. I yeah, can't actually figure out how to fire the long tom when I play MWL. It's it's oh. not easy, but the people that know how to do it, oh, it's horrible. It's devastating Dude, when it hits you. Oh my god. Yeah, you're like, did a mountain just hit me in the face? Even if it hits beside you, man, like it's just. Mm -hmm. If so, you haven't had a chance to uh, check out the Long Tom in MWL, I suggest you do it. Right now. Now. Like, like right now. All right, guys, we're almost uh, done. We've got Ellis Green. What equipment would you think you would you should start with? Um, now, this is. I think we've touched on this before, but I think a starter Mac. You know, uh, maybe it's just a. Uh, you know. I, I'd like to think that you get to choose just because you're a new player. Maybe, well, I have a feeling you, you get to choose your character and maybe there's different role. Maybe you can get into medium before light or whatever, but it's not the best medium or best light. But they've clearly stated rank and how you go up is what mechs you'll be able to get into when you unlock those. So, do you guys have any preference on that? Uh, I think weapons. I'd like to start with weapons. I'd like to see it almost like a trade-off. As you mentioned, maybe the possibility of getting in a medium, but the trade-off would be you get you don't get the best equipment and you don't get like a lot of money, where if you took a light, maybe you have more money so you could buy better equipment. I don't know, there's something like that, perhaps. I think starting people off with lights is good. Something in the 20-ton range, 2025. Yep. Um, the thing that's coming into my head, I don't know if it's actually going to be in there, but uh, the stinger or the wasp. Yeah, I'm imagining lots of wasps and stingers running around. Locust. Locust, mm -hmm. I don't know, because the locust is super fast. I and mean, that's like an actual mech I would trade up for. I think the wasp and the stinger, they're fast, but not so fast. They have good armament, but not too good. Mass production. Well, yeah. the, and, and this is an interesting thing, that you've got 20-ton mechs that you know are sort of throwaways, but in the novels, they were something to be reckoned with if, if you weren't smart. I mean, everything you know. was something to be reckoned with. That's what I am wanting to see. And I think it still will be with the way this is going to work. But if you just want to talk, I mean, if you just like everyone starts up in an assault mech, you can have tons of new players in these assault mechs. And as fun as it might be to hop in mediums and rip them apart, it's immersion breaking to have that happen. So I'd rather see these light mechs, which while fearsome, were a lot more common than the epic heavies and assaults, and that when people do deploy assault mechs or heavy mechs, they realize the value of them. They put support around them, so you don't get whole uh, companies just stocked full of atlases. And yeah, play the role appropriately, and you feel the appropriate amount of dread when you see it on the field. Unless you're Steiner, mm. then you have an Atlas surrounded by Overlord dropships. Mm. Lance, Scout Lance, Atlas. So yeah, I think that'll be interesting. We'll sort of see how that plays, and I guess maybe the destruction, non-destruction might come into play. And um, yeah, I like the question. 
easy, simple, but you know. Uh, we've got Daniel uh, Headstrom, and he says uh, thoughts on third person and first person, and then he says thoughts about before a match starts to be in third, a look at, around at Lance mates and check all that stuff. But uh, once the game starts, first person. We we have touched on this in the past. Um, I will say there is a thread still going on about you know what you guys think and whatnot, and um, I I like. Okay, they're going for it in immersion. You're in the cockpit. You're you're gonna feel, experience all the bells, whistles, alarms are going off to to all that. They they've gone that route. Awesome, do it. Now I am not against. Uh, well, I should say I am against third person Mech Warrior Four. Not gonna, no. Don't even freaking think about it. If though they do something where you can be in third person. And when I say third person, I just mean outside the cockpit view. If you do like a over the shoulder, it's the same almost perspective, I guess, but a little bit different. Or maybe at the hip, and it doesn't give the player any more feedback than it would if you're inside the cockpit. Because, again, if you do at the hip or at the shoulder, it's still forward angle at X degrees. I'm okay with. But I still think if their focus should be at the cockpit, maybe they take away... A lot of things if you, you switch to that hip maybe you can fire your weapons obviously you don't have access to your radar you don't have access to the enemy data yeah uh, you know if you target someone you don't have access to any of that maybe you just have your reticle and you can fire in your weapons because the main focus should be inside your mech and i think if they do that it'll be okay and it'll be really cool i mean if you if you've never played games that have that perspective it's actually pretty cool i mean um what was that space marine sort of had that over the shoulder sort of to the side you know granted battle mech could be you know higher and whatnot so i mean do you guys are you guys as passionate as i am about sticking to the first person um well i'd first like to point out that uh, daniel the one who sent in the question is our buddy mr boo here um but yeah i mean basically i'm all for first person um I don't even really agree with over the shoulder unless you're talking about a shoulder cam, you know, or a rear cam or something like that. If it's camera perspective, I'm totally cool with that. Um, but I think it should stick to th uh, first person. The only exception is some way, because these mechs are so damn sexy, for you to be able to maybe when you're in your hangar or within your base or, you know, where somewhere to where you could go third person and just look at the damn thing. But other than that, gameplay, first person. Just a quick note while we're reading this, we have gone live, or you, you know, we're talking, not reading this. I was reading something. Uh, we have gone live um, on the website, guys, um, and uh, we got a few comments. So, you know, we're partners uh, with MechSpecs. Check that out. Mason's done a ton of work, um, and if you haven't, you can check out the link on the site, as well as Paul's already thrown up there that he likes our work and to keep it up. Heck yeah. But uh, just to let you guys know, um, there's a lot of functionality. If you have any questions about the site or feedback, please get it to us. Adam's put a ton of time, and we're going to continue to evolve the, the information up there for you. So um, let's move in. We're, we're, we're closing it down here. Uh, we've got MechWare Living Legends. Uh, again, I have, I have pretty much almost daily interaction with a lot of the devs. Um, they hop on our TS3s. Some of them are involved with units and whatnot. Um, and they're still working on uh, more stuff. Obviously, we'll cover uh, releases as they come out 
And um, the next thing, MechWarrior Tactical Command. Now, we haven't heard or seen really anything of the development per se, but uh, I believe the Battletech, what was it, Classic Battle, Battletech site released a 2012 calendar, and there's some actual images from Tactical Command, it looks like, in there that aren't on the website per se but you can view this at their website now they do have the link so uh brandon is are you the one who noticed that as well i noticed on the tactical man website but i think it's on any battle tech i don't think it's on mechware online but if you go to any like i think the classic battle tech website has it up as well it's the uh 2012 calendar done by the um whole battle tech uh team and this includes catalyst games lab uh, I think I saw MechWarrior Firestorm even on there, so it's basically the, the community. entire yeah the entire community. It's it makes for a pretty cool uh, look through. I liked it. Not to mention it has all the important time or uh, dates listed on the calendar that's in the, the BattleTech lore. Yeah, it, it was. I, I looked through it. I, I was actually pretty surprised at some. Um, I mean, you've got it's all mixed. Uh, you've got. Um, Everything on there, from Firestorm to MWO, and of course BattleTech uh, art, which I love the, the BattleTech uh, uh, backgrounds and wallpapers and stuff. And uh, you know, obviously, we'll probably be getting more information on our next uh, thing, a Solaris Assault Tech. Um, we will have a dev, just like I mentioned last time. We will have devs on here uh, as far as MechTech um, in the future when they're ready, um, and. You know, nothing new as far as uh, this week, but obviously we'll be covering everything that, that happens and uh, you'll know as soon as we know and vice versa. So again, uh, I'll, I'd like to thank Adam. Uh, dude, you've done so much for us and the website. We're, we've been totally blown away. Um, for Bravo. You guys, yeah, for you guys listening again, everything on that website, this guy is, is pretty much done by code. He works in Notepad which is amazing. I don't know how. Um, if there's anything you'd like to see or change or, or if you notice something weird, let us know. Uh, we will be doing iTunes um, as well. That is happening. Uh, we've got our page set up. We can uh, RSS and all that feed. Um, as well with our YouTube page. And uh, yeah. And I would like to, to, to make a little announcement along those lines. Um, as far as launching our website and growing. Um, we are, for sure, uh, well over the 5,000 listener per episode uh, mark. We're actually pretty close to 6,000. Um, and that's a minimum. Uh, there's other ways that people are listening to them that I can't measure. So, uh, But it's really growing fast, and so I just want to thank all of you, our listeners, for uh, continuing with us and uh going along this ride with us it's been great and it's just getting better yeah it's crazy to think what uh, halloween we started that night and how many people are out there listening and not to mention we have more plans we're not stopping uh if anything we're growing uh news coverage i mean you name it we're going to be looking for people out there when those times come to be a part of the crew and uh you know working with others uh, like uh, mason um over at Max Specs and, and and MWL and and all those other uh, things come up. I will say the radio guys 
um, we'll be going live. Uh, the main issue I will tell you has been freaking Mother Nature. What a bitch. I mean, Steven has been basically snowed out, frozen out. Um, there's been some big storms, and he's been smack in the middle of them. So we apologize for that. But again, just like Darren said, thanks, guys. I mean, it's... Without you I, guys, it's just us sitting around talking to ourselves, which we do anyway, but uh, we, we yeah, appreciate yeah. the listeners. At least, it's crazy. You guys listen to us do what we normally do. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. Join us on uh, TeamSpeak if you haven't, and you'll be able to hear us sitting around talking about nonsense all day. Look, <laughs> if, if you have TS3, hop on. If you're a unit leader, I'll set you up. You can have your own room. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. Not to mention... You can play other games. A lot of groups right now are playing MechWare 4, MBL, Battlefield 3, EVE. I mean, we have different rooms for that. Um, be a part of the community. Hop in. I know we've we've had a large amount of traffic since. I mean, right now, SOR, um, they've got like, crap, six, well, actually, wow, uh, you know, six, seven guys on. Uh, we've got um, the Wolf Spiders. They've got about four guys on. And then we have all of our other uh, MWL units as well. Um, so hop on. It's not just, uh, you know. Come say hi and don't mind the uh, grumpy Scotsman. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Anyways. Um, don't, don't antagonize the engineer. Don't feed the bears. He'll boot you. He loves to do that. And again, oh. I'd like to say, <laughs> I'd like to uh, ask you guys to give us a like on Facebook, check us out, give us feedback. Uh, this site uh, is is yours to let us know and direct feedback. It's really, a lot of cool options. Um, so that's pretty much it, guys. So I'd like to. Uh, so this has been your local No Guts No Galaxy Mechware podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. This is Philip. This is Darren. This is Greg. This is Brandon. Until next time, Mech Warriors.
pew.